Welcome to the Connection Point Church Podcast. We hope to be an encouragement throughout your week. New episodes are available every Sunday evening and Thursday evening. We also invite you to join us live on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. One more time, put your hands together and worship the Lord. Amen. Amen. Remain standing with me. We're going to get into the word of the Lord. I want to thank you again for being here. All of you that serve and give and help and contribute and sing and play. Amen. Thank you for all of your contributions. Amen. Amen. We're going to get into the word of the Lord here today. I want to just tell you that as we turn to the book of Matthew chapter 14, I just really feel like God has been preparing uh, a message just in my heart over the past couple of months. If you've been with us uh, in our midweek services, we have been we started out studying the book of Hebrews, and it really turned into a deep study on the book of Hebrews chapter eleven and of the subject of faith. And I have just really felt God moving in my life, in my study, and in my prayer, and in my personal devotion on just deepening and expanding this understanding of what it is to live by faith, to walk by faith. I feel it's something that God has been revealing for a purpose. And I can't help but as I've been praying and seeking God for this service, this first service of the year 2023, that God has been equipping and preparing a word for our church. And I am going to be casting some vision here uh, beginning Wednesday over the next couple weeks and months. I believe God has a new thing in store. And so in order for us to accomplish anything that God wants to accomplish in our lives, in our homes, in our family, in our businesses, and in our church, in the kingdom of God, it's going to require faith. Jesus said, what did he say? Or what did the word of God say? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so I want to direct your attention to the book of Matthew chapter 14 and also 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7. We find the story of the apostle Peter. And the scripture says, immediately Jesus made his disciples to get into a boat and to go before him to the other side. And while he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up onto the mountain to pray by himself. And now when evening had come, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea. The disciples were on the boat in the middle of the sea. It's the middle of the night. And they're being tossed to and fro by waves, for the wind was contrary. There was a storm. They're by themselves. They're in the boat. They're in the middle of the lake. It's a midnight hour. Jesus is not with them, seemingly, in that moment. But now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, is this a ghost? God, what is going on? We don't know what you're doing. Why are we in the middle of the storm? Why are we in this strange set of circumstances? Sometimes I want to just tell you, you find yourself in a peculiar, pe- peculiar set of circumstances and just doesn't seem right. Something just doesn't seem quite normal, but I want to tell you it's in those times and in those seasons that sometimes when you don't recognize the hand of God upon your life, that God is right there in the middle of it all. 
And He's orchestrating the circumstances, the seasons, the variables, the time of your life. And they were trying to say, God, are you in this? Where are you in this? Immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Be of good cheer, for it is I, it's me. It's my hand, it's my purpose, it's my plan. I put you in that boat. I sent you out. I control the winds and the waves. I knew that I was going to come to you. And Peter answered him, get this, Lord, if it is you, if you're really in this thing, if you're really behind all of this, if you're really in the middle of what I'm feeling and thinking and what I think I'm seeing, then command me to come to you on the water. What kind of radical faith, what kind of radical idea would inspire this disciple to step out of the comfort and the convenience and the certainty of a boat that was in the middle of a lake, in the midst of a storm, in the middle of the night. But nevertheless, he saw Jesus walking on that water and knowing that it was God, that it was Him in the midst, He says, if, if it's you, then bid me to come to you. And so the Lord said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and begging, beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out His hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got back into the boat, the wind ceased, and those who were in the boat came and worshipped Him, saying, Truly, You are the Son of God. I want to tell you, oftentimes we focus on the fact that Peter sank. But what I want to tell you today is that he demonstrated something to us today, and I want to just preach to you today that Peter demonstrated that what was possible, that you can walk on water, if you'll just step out and have faith. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 simply says this, For we walk by faith and not by sight. I'm telling you, I feel the inspiration of the Lord to cast vision to this church, and not just today, but in 2023, that everything that God has for you at first might seem peculiar and strange and uncomfortable and inconvenient. You may not understand why the storm is brewing the way it is, but I want to tell you, God is drawing close. And what I feel to tell you is that God is going to allow some of us in this coming year, in this coming season, this church, you as individuals, our families, your businesses, your personal life, your ministries, your callings, your anointings, whatever it is, to do the impossible, to walk on water, to keep things together when seemingly it should all fall apart. But you've got to be willing to walk by faith. And so in this new year, I want to cast a new vision that's Connection Point Church in order for us to accomplish all that God has for us. We've got to be willing to take the next step of faith. And that's my title for us this morning. 
And that's my theme for us this year. We've got to take the next step. Come on, would you just lift your hand all over this place? Come on. Come on, God is out in the midst of the waters. Come on, I know there's a storm. I know there's a wind. But some of you got to take a step out of the boat. You got to get out on the limb because that's where all the fruit is. Come on, it doesn't look like it could work. It doesn't look like it's possible, but God's given you some audacious ideas, some audacious inspiration, some audacious creativity. And I want to tell you that unless you keep your eyes on Jesus, unless you keep your eyes fixed on Him, come on, we got to take the next step of faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank You, Lord, for what You're doing in our midst. God, I just feel your presence here right now. God, we might not fully recognize all that you're doing in this moment, but Lord, here's what we're going to do. Lord, we are going to fix our eyes on you. God, through the wind and the rain, God, through the, through the, through the situations of our life, we are going to stay focused on you. And Lord, we are going to take the next step of faith. We ask if the wonderful name, of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. Uh, be seated. Amen. <clears throat> the next step of faith. The next step of faith. This theme for this coming year <clears throat> is all about faith. It's a statement for 2023 and it's the topic of my message this morning. It's three simple words. Not only the next step, but the step that we take takes faith. That everything you're going to do in this year that is going to be great for God is going to take faith. It takes faith. That's it. That's my message. That's my theme. That's my sermon. That's my inspiration this morning is that it's going to take faith. That's a word for the Lord for us, Connection Point Church. That's a word for you and that's a word for me that in this coming year that no matter what life brings us, no matter what season that you may currently be in, no matter what God may have for you in this coming year, one thing that I know and that I am certain of as I stand in this pulpit here today is that in order for you to get to the other side of 2023, with the victory and with the blessing and with the vision intact of all that God wants to accomplish in your life, all that God desires for your life, hear me right now, it's going to require faith. You're going to need some faith in 2023. You're going to need some faith in your life. Faith despite the unexpected circumstances and challenges that may arise. You're going to need some faith in the face of Whatever the politicians may say or may do, you're going to need faith in the face of culture and opposition. You're going to need faith to walk through the doors of blessing and opportunity that God is going to open miraculously in your life in this coming year. You're going to need to have faith. I want to tell you today, we got to get a hold of faith. We got to get a hold of faith for our family. We got to get a hold of faith for our marriage. We got to get a hold of faith for our future. We got to get a hold of faith for our ministries. We got to get a hold of faith for our businesses. We got to get a hold of faith. The word faith is used so commonly 
We hear it all around us here today and in our lives. We've all heard sermons about just having a little bit of faith. We've been told to have faith or that faith can move mountains. Even Peter Pan said that all the world is made of faith and trust and pixie dust. Despite all the talk we hear about faith, if you're anything like me, then at times you have struggled with recognizing what faith really is and what faith really looks like in our life. And so over the past few months, God has been taking me on a personal journey in my prayer and in my devotion and in my study and even in our midweek Bible classes on on defining faith, clarifying faith, and expanding the capabilities of faith in the life of a believer. I want to tell you about faith this morning. It was Webster that defines faith as a feeling or a belief. Faith is a confidence. It is a conviction. It's a firm belief in something for which there is no external proof currently. Some things you just got to you got to believe it by faith. Some things you got to let your faith inform you because when you look all around and you don't see how or why or, or what's going to make it work, it's in those times that you've got to dig deep and you've got to grab a hold of faith to believe. The verb faith means to believe something is possible despite no current evidence of its existence, to have a confidence or a certainty Despite any tangible proof that you can put your finger on right now, you cannot prove it. You can't point to it. On the outside, it looks bleak. To everyone else, it may seem impossible, but not to you because you've got vision and you've got faith and you've got clarity and you've got confidence. I want to tell you, in 2023 Connection Point Church, we've got to grab a hold of faith. Because the reality is that when everything else around you fails, faith can hold you up. Faith can keep you going when everyone else has quit. Faith can put the fight back in your spirit. Faith can keep you swinging when the enemy has given you his best shot. Faith can keep you punching when your back is against the ropes. Faith can pick you up. Faith can turn you around. And faith can accomplish the impossible in the life of a believer that will just hold on to a little bit of faith. I want to tell you here this morning, faith is such a powerful and supernatural quality that the author of Hebrews said, That your faith itself, not the object of your faith, not the promise, not the fulfillment of the promise, not the blessing you've been praying for, not seeing it or the tangible thing itself, but your faith is the evidence of things hoped for. That your faith is the substance of things that are not seen. I want to tell you today that your faith is evidence to the enemy and to the world around you that God is getting ready to accomplish something great in your midst and in your life. Have you ever met anyone that had an idea or a vision or a dream or a business inspiration or a ministry or a calling that although there is nothing tangible or material that they 
could point to as of that moment. But there is a passion inside of them. There is a desire so strong inside of them. There is a vision so clear inside of them. It's almost tangible. They've got a faith. They've got a conviction. They've got a belief that it is evidence that, ah, oh, you might not see it yet, but there's some faith working inside of them. There's some inspiration working inside of them. I just want to tell you today, you might not see it yet, but I've got some evidence for you this morning. I've got something that you can point to this morning. There's a substance in the house of the Lord this morning. Come on, there's faith for your marriage today. There's faith for your business today. There's faith for your home today. There's faith for your children today. Oh, I know the enemy's been knocking on your door saying it's never going to happen. It'll never come to pass. But I see some faith in the Spirit this morning. We've got to get a hold of faith. We can't ever let go. I want to tell you it's great to have money. I wish I had more of it. But I want to tell you something this morning. Don't you forget it when the money runs out. And when the bank account is empty, faith can figure it out. It's great to have a lot of connections and a lot of influence. But I want to tell you when the crowds cannot help you, by faith you can forge a path. It's great to have experience. Thank God for experience and wisdom and and learning from our mistakes. But I want to tell you, even though experience will get you a long way in life, that when there are times and seasons when you don't know where you're going and you don't know how to get there, I want to tell you that if you'll just get a hold of faith, you can find a way. Faith can make it the impossible possible. Faith can move mountains. Faith can do the impossible in our life, but we've got to get a hold of faith. The reality is, is that the stakes of faith are great. Because just as powerful as it is to have faith, just as revolutionary in a life, in a church, in a ministry, in a home, in a business, to ha- as it is to have faith, it can be just as consequential and impactful to not have faith. It was a theologian, Thomas Paine, that said, belief in a cruel God can make a man cruel. The faith or belief in a cruel God can make life cruel. In other words, it is our perceptions of God and of life and of the possibilities of life that will ultimately impact our experiences directly. If our hearts and our thoughts are not filled with faith, but rather doubt and criticism and negativity and skepticism, I want to tell you that it won't be very long before our life is filled with doubt and criticism and our experiences are filled with negativity. We will never try anything. We will never believe anything. We will never be inspired by anything or accomplish anything. But if we have hearts and thoughts and minds and speech that is filled with faith and hope and optimism and inspiration and aspirations, I want to just tell you today that you could speak to a mountain and it will be moved. You could speak to impossibilities in your life and they will become possible. I want to tell you, if you'll just have a little bit of faith, come on, God is going to do the miraculous in our midst. It was in Matthew chapter 25 that Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a man that's going on a journey. And he said he called his servants together and he entrusted them to his property. To one he gave five talents, to another he gave two talents, 
to another, yet he gave just one talent according to their abilities, and then he went his way. The Bible says that he came back and he began to hold these stewards accountable. And he approached the man that he had entrusted five talents to, and he found that that man that was given five talents had turned five talents into ten talents. And the response of the master to that servant, to that steward, was well done, thou good and thou faithful servant. For you have been faithful over a little, I will set you over much. Get this, enter into the joy of your Lord. God gave you little, but you did something with it. And now because of your faith and your belief and your action, because you didn't just sit on it and, and criticize it and complain about it and doubt it and, and tear it apart. No, because you moved by faith, you're going to enter into the experience of joy. The master had joy, but the servant had to use faith. And so he came to the servant that had two talents, and he found that he turned it into four talents. And, and he says to the servant, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. These two servants had experienced joy from their master. But notice what happens when he comes to this third servant. The Bible says that that one talent that he gave him, that the, the servant says to him, I knew you were a hard man. I know you didn't, I know you sow where you, you reap where you didn't sow and you gather where you haven't scattered seed. And so get this, he said, I was afraid. I was fearful. I was negative. And so I went and I hid your talent into the ground. I buried it. You gave me something. You blessed me with something. You entrusted me with an opportunity and the resources to do something with it. But I was fearful and I was afraid and I was skeptical. And so I buried it. And so the master says, take this talent from him and give it to those who have the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given, and he who will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even that which he has will be taken away and cast in this worthless servant into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want to tell you, between these three servants, it was the same master. It was the same God. It was the same Lord. It was the same giver of abundance. But for two of those who had faith, he was a joyful master. He was a blesser and an opportunity giver. But to this one who lacked faith, who was skeptical and scared and reluctant, his experience was directly related to his perception of the one that was able to bless him or to curse him. I want to tell you here today that our perception matters to God, that our perception matters to our church, that our perception matters to our life. We've got to be willing in 2023 to cast aside the fear and the skepticism and the worry and the doubt and all of the negativity in our life because Lord knows there's enough of it. But what I'm preaching to Connection Point Church is that we've got to grab a hold of some faith and recognize and realize, yes, there's some trouble in my life. Yes, there's some difficulties and some challenges, but I just have a little bit of faith. I believe that God is greater. I believe that God is with me. I believe that God is for me. I believe if I'll just step out by faith that God is going to bless me and God is going to make a way for me and God is for me.
Come on, we've got to have a little bit of faith. Come on, don't you let the devil kick you down and get you down and out about your family, about your circumstances, about your current conditions. If you'll just pick yourself up with a little bit of faith, I want to tell you there's victory in 2023. There's opportunity in 2023. There's prosperity in 2023. God is going to open some doors. God is going to make a way. God is going to bless you, but you've got to have a little bit of faith. Can we just cast out the negativity in this new year? Come on, you turn on the news long enough, you get on the internet long enough, you get on social media long enough, I want to tell you, you're going to have enough reasons to be down and discouraged and frustrated and at your wit's end. I want to tell you, there's voices that want to fill you full of garbage and and discouragement and doubt and tell you why you can't do it and why it's not possible and why it's never going to happen. But I just have a word from the Lord for somebody today that I'm just going to believe the report of the Lord, that God is with me, that God is for me, that God is going to make a way, that God does want to bless me, that God is for me, that God has already opened some doors, that God has already given me some opportunities, that God has already entrusted me with some blessings. I look all around me and I see the blessings of the Lord. If it had not been for the Lord, where would I be? I can't help but count all the things that God has already done in my life. I want to tell you, when you start activating a little bit of faith, come on, God's going to increase your optimism, increase your capacity, increase the blessings. So here we have this story from which we draw our text. I can't help but feel God has just given me this story as a word for Connection Point Church. As we explore the possibilities of faith and faithlessness. It's a story that we find of the Apostle Peter that is on the boat with the rest of the disciples. The scripture says that Jesus immediately made his disciples to get into a boat. He went up to a mountain to pray. He began seeking and he, 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 he needed some time alone. And he sent his disciples, constrained them to get into the boat. And he sent them away from the multitude. And he, he sent them out into the midst of the sea. And there they were in the middle of the sea doing exactly what the Lord had told them to do. They were exactly where God told them to be. Then all of the sudden, in the middle of the sea, in the middle of the midnight hour, all of the sudden the wind begins to arise. The, 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 the storm begins to brew. The waves are beating against the boat. And here they are, fearful and afraid. To make matters worse, not only were they in the middle of the sea and things are not going the way they anticipated, but Jesus is not on the boat with them. I want to tell you, sometimes we can get ourselves in seasons and situations in our life where we thought we were obeying God. We thought we were doing the right thing. We thought we were walking by faith. We thought we were walking in the, in the purpose and the plan of God for our life. And all of a sudden we turn around and we look around and we can't find the Lord anywhere. It seems like God couldn't be any further away from us. And furthermore, the storm is raging in our life. The little boat of our life is being tossed to and fro. We don't see the land. We don't see the shore. We don't see the big picture from where we are. But it was here in that moment 
That as they were wondering and questioning everything that they thought they heard from God, that all of the sudden Jesus begins to materialize in their midst. I want to tell you, saint of God, it doesn't matter how bad things may look right now. It doesn't matter how difficult things may be in your life. Don't you ever think that God has lost sight of you. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you're going through. He is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He sees the beginning from the end. The Bible says, fear not the sudden fear because God... God knows every step of the way. If you're a good man, your steps are ordered of the Lord. If you love the Lord with all of your heart, God says everything is going to work together for the good. I just have a belief that, that, that although things might not work together the way we think, that God can turn everything, every season, every circumstance, every loss, every pain around for the good of those who love God and who are the called according to His purpose. He's not as far off as you think. The Bible says that he begins to materialize. He begins to make his presence known. But there as they were sitting in the middle of the storm on that boat, the Bible says that they begin to wonder who is this? What is this? What are we experiencing? What is God doing in our midst? And they looked out over the, the boat and they see in the water there was what they thought to be perhaps a ghost. They didn't know that it was the Lord. They weren't sure that God was... There, they weren't sure that this was Jesus or if this was just a figment of their imagination. They were unclear and uncertain. So they begin to cry out. Jesus speaks to them. He says, fear not for it as I be not afraid. And then Peter, seeing and recognizing that this was Jesus, that Jesus was coming to them, did something that I think is truly remarkable. Is what I think is a theme for us. It's a word for us. It's a challenge for us. It is a template of what is possible for us in 2023. Hear me right now. Jesus being inspired by recognizing that the Lord was in His midst, was walking on water, being inspired by the fact that it was possible to walk on water despite His past experiences. Despite the current circumstances of his storm and the wind and the rain, despite the rest of the disciples not encouraging him or inspiring him to do this, he just saw that, this, that there was something possible. He just had a crazy idea. He just had a fundamental belief that, that if, if this is really God walking on water, if this is really Jesus, then, then Lord, bid me to come. And Peter had the audacity and the boldness and the faith to leave the crowds behind despite the storms and the waves and to step out by faith. I feel the Holy Ghost Connection Point Church to tell somebody today that perhaps that idea that is in your heart, perhaps that vision that God has placed in your life, perhaps that inspiration that you're wondering, is God really in this? Is this really something? Is this me or is this God? Is, is this me being crazy or, or is God really coming to me? Is this idea really of God or am I just imagining things? I, I want to tell you today that there's going to be some things in 2023 that are going to seem crazy, going to seem impossible, going to seem audacious. But if we will take the next step of faith, what I want to tell you today is, when you get to the other side of this year, I want to tell you, you are going to look back and recognize that God was in this all along, that God was for me and with me, and, and that it was possible for me to walk on the waters of my life. But we've got to be willing to take the next step of faith.
I want to tell you today that over the past several months, as I have prayed about, thought about, studied, as God has begun to cause me to consider the subject of faith, there's some things that I have come to realize that are tangible for each and every one of us today. I want to tell you today that faith is something that we all possess. The Bible says that God has given us all a measure of faith. But I want to tell you that in order for us to see our faith come to fruition in our life, we have to direct our faith and take action of obedience according to our faith. I want to tell you, if you'll work your faith, your faith will work. But you've got to be willing to take a step. I want you to see something in this story here. There's three steps of faith that despite where, where you are, no matter where you are in your life or season, these are three steps that we can all take to move closer to the purpose and the plan that God has for us. The very first thing that we need to do is we need to have the faith to seek, to understand, is God, are you really in this? It was Max Lucado that said, faith is not the belief that God will do what you want, it is the belief that God will do what is right. In other words, sometimes you've got to vet your faith. You've got to vet your ideas. You've got to vet your inspiration because the reality is, is that we all have faith. God has given every man a measure of faith. Faith is not the problem. Everybody has faith from the staunchest atheist to the, to the, to the most devout Christian. We are all possess faith. The question is not, do you have faith? Because we all believe in things that we cannot personally see, test, verify, verify repeat, or observe. I want to tell you, faith is not the issue. The issue is where you're placing your faith. And so the reality is that, yes, it is possible to put your faith into the wrong things. To place your faith into things that are not worthy of your faith. And so this first step of faith is critical because sometimes God is in it and sometimes He's not. But what I want to tell you is that, that, that God puts desires in our heart. And, and sometimes even though it seems audacious and, and you've never seen it done before, you better just take the time to take that first step of faith and say, God, is it really you? Or is that you coming to me in the midst of the storm? The very first step you need to take is a faith of seeking after the will. In the plan of God. I want to tell you, even though every person possesses a supernatural capacity to believe in something that they have not personally seen or experienced as believers, our faith is framed by the Word of God, by the will of God, and by the purpose of God for our life. We have to be careful what we put our faith in to ensure that we are investing our faith currency into something that is worthy of our faith, that, that God is with us and for us, that God is blessing. And I want to tell you that every faith journey starts by first seeking the will and the purpose of God. I want to tell you, believer, you've got to learn to seek God first in everything. You've got to pray about some things. You've got to fast over some things. You've got to get some wise counsel over some things to vet whether or not God is really in this and for this. And what I've come to learn about God is God is not withholding clarity for your life. God is willing to give wisdom liberally. When you seek God in prayer, and sometimes when you seek God in fasting, God will speak to your life, yes, this is my will, yes, move forward, yes, go forward, or no, don't. But either way, you've got to first seek God. And what I've come to tell you today in 2023 is that we've got to be a people that are not compromised and, and missing out on this first step of faith. You've got to, we've got to seek God with all of our heart. You want to know why we're fasting in January every single year? It's because when we start the new year out, we want to make sure we 
we are taking, taking that first step of faith, that first step of seeking and of sacrificing, of pushing aside our desires and pushing aside our personal ambitions and pushing, pushing aside our personal appetites and saying, God, I desire to know your will more than I desire my own food. I desire to know your will more than I desire an extra 30 minutes of sleep. God, I desire to know your plan and your purpose for my life more than anything. And what I've come to learn is that when we take the time to first seek God with all of our heart and all of our soul, that God will begin to make it clear into our life. Come on, God wants to give some of you some businesses. God wants to bless your home. God wants to bless your family. God wants to open some doors of opportunity in ministry. But I want to tell you, all of those are going to be birthed in a time of prayer, in a time of seeking. Churches are built by seeking God. Ah, you, you can't build a church on just being cool. You can't build a church on just being relevant. You can't build a church on just hype and exposure. But we've got to be a church that is seeking after God with all of our hearts. Because when the fads and the trends pass away, it's only a church that is rooted in grounded on the word of God, on prayer and on fasting and on doctrine that is going to stand the test of time. We've got to make sure we are taking a step of faith. <clears throat> but as we seek God and God makes clear his plan for our life, his will, his agenda, his purpose, I want to tell you there's going to come a time that before he can do any great thing in your life, that you've got to be willing to take that next step of faith. And that's the taking an actual step. Sometimes it's, it's not enough just to have a good idea. It's not enough just to have some inspiration. It's not enough to know what you should do. But you've got to be willing to take that step. Martin Luther King Jr. said, faith is taking the first step when you don't see the whole staircase. God has put before some of us some open doors, and we don't see how it's all going to turn out or how it could possibly work itself out. But what I'm telling you right now is you've got to be willing to take that step of faith. Every great business leader, every great ministry leader, Every great person that's ever accomplished anything with significance will tell you that at some point along their journey of, of scaling a business or of, of starting a church or a ministry or of doing anything with any greatness or significance that there came a point in their faith journey where they actually had to take a step out of the boat, that they had to step out of the box, where they had to step out of the comfort and beyond the conveniences of their current life. I want to tell you that there was going to come a time and a season where you have everything lined up. And now the only thing you can do is step out. I was talking to a business owner the other day. And he was telling me about the decision before he had, he had his job, he had his security, he had everything lined up, but they had this idea, he and his partner had this idea to start a new business. And he was telling me about that moment, that decision, that point in the journey where you've got the idea and the plans and everything lined up the way you can, but you've actually got to take that first step to move forward into the plan and the purpose that God has for your life. And somebody, I want to tell you, that's where you are today. God has given you a dream and a vision. God wants to open a door. God's already opened the door. But you've got to be willing to leave the comforts and the conveniences. You've got to be willing to step out of the boat and walk into the blessings of God. It was Moses. It was right there at the edge of the Red Sea. 
Pharaoh and his army were behind him. That Red Sea was in front of him. He was boxed in by, by mountains all around. He began to get anxious and worried. God, did you bring us out here just to kill us? We could have been, we could have been slaughtered in Egypt. There's a Red Sea of impossibility before me, but the Lord told Moses, he said, you stretched forth that rod out over the sea. And when he did, the Bible says that waters parted and he stepped out into the impossibility by faith. What I want to tell somebody is that perhaps the next step that we need to take is actually just taking the first step at all. We've got to believe that God is going to meet us. We've got to believe that God is going to catch us. We've got to believe that God is for us and with us. That if we'll just step out, that God is going to bless our steps. And finally, we need that faith, that faith step to sustain. See, the principal part of faith, according to George MacDonald, a preacher and an author, the principal part of faith is patience. Because once you have heard from God, and once you have taken that step, the next challenge will be sustaining your faith and your faithfulness. Walking by faith is not always easy. Living for God is not always easy. Thank God for the mountaintop experiences, joy and favor when we feel the presence of God working and moving in our life. But I want to tell you, when you come down off of that mountain and find yourself in a valley, that's when you're going to have to allow your faith to sustain you with one step after another. I don't see how it's happening. I, I don't see how it's working out, but I'm just going to take one more step. I, I'm just going to take one more step, and I'm going to keep moving towards the vision, and I'm going to keep moving towards the goal, and I'm just going to believe that my faith can inspire me, and my faith can motivate me to action, but my faith is also going to sustain me as I'm walking through the challenges and the difficulties of life. I want to tell you, faith takes patience. takes perseverance. It takes putting one foot in front of the other. I want to tell you also that having a sustaining faith requires focus. And this is where Peter fell short. The Bible says that as he stepped out of that boat, with his eyes gazed and fixed upon the Lord, that the Bible says that he accomplished the impossible, that he was walking on water, Despite the circumstances, despite all of the variables, despite the impossibilities, that he took the step of faith. He sought God. God, is this you? Yes, Peter, come to me. He stepped out by faith. He was willing to follow him into the unknown, into the audacious. And when he stepped out, he was actually accomplishing what he set out to do. And we often focus on the negativity of what happened next, but the reality is, is that he proved he demonstrated that you can do what is impossible with just a little bit of faith but something happened along his faith journey he was not able to sustain the faith because the bible says instead of looking to jesus instead of staying focused upon the lord that he began to look around at all the variables and the circumstances and he saw the wind and he saw the rain and he saw the waves and the bible says that all of the sudden that peter began to sink in the middle of the sea but it was there that we learned something about the goodness and the mercies of 
Lord, that of the Lord, that even when you fail and even when you fall short, that the Lord in his goodness and his mercy is right there to pick you up. I want to tell you today, the enemy wants to discourage you and tell you it'll never work. It'll never happen. But I just feel a word from the Lord, an unction of the Holy Ghost to tell somebody if you will step out of the boat that God is with you and God is for you. And even if you fall on your face, he's right there to pick you up. We got to have faith. We have to have faith. In 2023, I don't know what God is going to do in our lives, in our midst, in our church, and our homes, and our businesses, and in our personal affairs. But what I do know is this: is that if we will grab a hold of faith, if we will have the faith to seek, the faith to step, and the faith to sustain, we will come out on the other side of 2023, having witnessed and experienced the impossible in our lives. I want you to stand with me today. It was in Hebrews chapter 11. There's a list of people who live by faith and not by feeling or by sight or by past experience or by the negative voices in their lives. Abraham and Isaac, Jacob and Moses and David and Gideon and Samson, every one of them experienced adversities in their lives. They also managed to keep on putting one foot in front of the other. They stepped. They sustained. They walked by faith and not by sight. It was in the book of Hebrews that said that all these men received a good reputation because of their faith. Through their faith, they subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. They quenched the violence of fire. They escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong. They did the impossible because they had faith. Every head bowed all over this place. We're getting ready to have a time of prayer and consecration and commitment and communion. But what I want to tell you here today in 2023, on this first day of the new year, I believe God is getting ready to do a new thing. I don't know what the world has in store. I don't know what the future holds. But what I do know is this, if we will just believe in God, if we will just have faith, that there's some of us in this place that are going to walk on water. You're going to start a business. You're going to do the impossible. You're going to see God move in your life. You're going to walk through an open door of blessing and provision and prosperity. It's not going to be easy. It might not always be fun, but if you'll just sustain your faith and your focus upon the Lord, you're going to see God do great things. Can we just lift our hands all over this place today? <clears throat> I feel the presence of the Lord. I felt God stirring me all week. Come on. Can we just lift our hands right now? Can we just lift our hearts? Whatever God is working on your heart, whatever God is motivating you to do, whatever that desire, that audacious thought, that plan, that hope for your family, even though it doesn't make sense right now, even though everyone else would tell you it's impossible, I want to tell you, you can, you can make it possible by faith. Can we just lift our voices right now? Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Come on, would you just lift your voice? Father, I thank you, Lord. God, I thank you for what you're doing in our midst. God, I thank you for what you're accomplishing.